Welcome to Life Karma. That always feels intense. Yes, it's good. It's, it's like good. it's like we're about ready to start something on Fox News or CNN or yeah, it's about it's like we're about ready to freak the freak out. <laughs> we've been freak tardy. The freak out. Yeah, freak the freak out. We've been uh, we've been tardy in our little podcast. We apologize to our faithful followers, all two of them or something. I don't know. I don't oh, know. At least twenty. Yeah, at least like five million. Yeah. Well, at least we have a family legacy here. We're leaving. <sighs> I got like I got an email saying they want to put us on this new app that's all about um, uh, intelligence and like people um, talking and and podcasts that actually help people gain some intelligence. Ooh, I was like, you got the wrong people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're advocates for critical thinking. And that helps you gain intelligence. Oh, we're definitely advocates for critical thinking because without it, you're nowhere. Yeah. Well, you're just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ignorance. Oh, so here, I came up with a line this week. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Ignorance is bliss until it's not. Until it's not. <laughs> so you realize you're bliss, an idiot. Bliss is nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bliss yeah, doesn't it, exist. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, usually, yes. usually ignorance is like, uh, la di da di da di da. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. It's like, oh, wait, my bills are due? <laughs> when, did, when did that happen? <laughs> oh, you mean the credit card money is not it? You can, no. they got a bill collectors come on that stuff? Slide it. Slide you it. mean my poor credit score affects my. Ability to buy a house or not buy a house? Freak the freak out. Freak the freak out. That's what I'm saying. So I learned a new um, term that I had never heard before. Oh, you got a big vocabulary, so well, bring it on. It's like a, it goes up there with IQ and emotional intelligence. Oh, okay. Cultural intelligence. Oh, cultural intelligence. I thought that was really interesting, actually. Hmm. Tell me more. So a lady wrote a book talking about different cultures and how, how to have intelligence within the cultures. And being able to know how to interact with other cultures. Okay. She, she brought up the example of like uh, people from Pakistan think Americans are basically drunk, don't care about families, walking around naked. <laughs> <laughs> Americans think Pakistanians are ultra crazy religious and hate their women and, you know, to, you know, like crazy that way. You want to kill all Americans. Yeah, basically. And so well, they, they did the, uh, like a really interesting study slash thing and, where they had the people from the U.S. read uh, Pakistanians' journals every day and vice versa Ooh. to kind of learn. And, and it was interesting. The results were like Pakistanians realized that, oh, my gosh, Americans actually kind of care about their families more than we thought. Oh, yeah. And Americans were like, oh, my gosh, Pakistanians uh, actually play sports. <laughs> so she, she was bringing up the two things. One, that cultural intelligence should be taught in schools like high school. Oh, it should be. And number two, negotiation classes should be taught in high oh, school. That's true. So you know where I learned uh, cultural intelligence is traveling the world. I remember going to uh, Japan for the first time. I've been there maybe four times, four or five times. And the, and the first time I went to Japan, I had a friend that spoke Japanese, and it was there were business meetings. And in the Japanese culture, in a business exchange, the, the, the business card is really important. Hmm. And the way you greet somebody is you, when they give you their business card, you look at the business card and then you bow, you know, you give it some 
give it some serious some credence credence and they do the same for you and and it, so which was fascinating to me mm. um and it's more like i see you you see me we see each other and we're they reckon in. we're tuned in yeah you're like you're tuned in to the person the other thing that was really interesting culturally is that in you know i'm six five three hundred pounds and in japan i'm a giant man huge so so everywhere I went, people go, oh, you big man, you large man. <laughs> and they lost my clothes at the, the oh, airline man. lost my luggage oh. and I had to go buy some clothes. And, and that was really hard pressed in Japan. And I go to the concierge desk at the Marriott, you know, they're like, yeah. oh, you, you big man, you fat man, you need to go sumo shopping in Shibuya. <laughs> I'm like, and so the other thing I learned about culture and Japanese culture is if you're, if you're large, if you're fat, like they just say, oh, you too fat, you, you fat, you. You know, they just, they're straightforward and they mm -hmm. honor you. And there's a, there's an honor about another human being. So, and, and then when you go to India and you go to Pakistan, you go to, um, not, you, know, you go to Thailand, India, South Africa, like every place has its culture and learning about culture is absolutely fascinating. And it makes you a better person and more aware. Well, I think it makes you realize that there's not many differences between all of us. Yeah. We just, we just get to those differences in a interesting way yeah right yeah so what fascinates me and i'm actually writing a book about this sort of in, indirectly is is what we have in common <laughs> you know what do we have in common how can we cut through the chaos and the clutter and the confusion and uh, how do we get clarity in the midst of all that and uh, and one of the ways you get through that um, is through what do you have in common with another human being and the problem is you don't know what you have in common with them if you don't listen to them. And most people are really bad listeners. I don't have much in common with anybody. Oh, really? I really don't. But yeah, well, keep yeah. Going, well, keep going. No, no, you do. You and I both have like gray beards. We have that that's in common. Physical. Yeah, so that's still that's something in common. Are you what, talking about? Oh, so you're saying that if we have something physical in common, then we'll understand each other better? Well, you're a man. I'm a man. You have gray beard. I have gray beard. You, uh, you have, uh, you have a law degree. I have a master's degree, so we have higher education. Yeah. You have boys. I have boys. And you have a smoking hot wife. I have a smoking hot wife. Aliens are coming. No, they're not. See, we, we already have problems. No, but that's the, my point is we can, we can talk about, <laughs> we can freak the freak out about our differences or we can say, you know, we share a lot of common ground, a lot of common ground. What, okay. Let's see. And then we can have some intelligent, you know, conversations and what's the biggest common ground that you think you and i have we're driven for the well-being of our family mm, yeah i guess for my family well, well. No, your immediate family your your children well your wife i'm not leaving my kids anything i i didn't say leaving them anything i said well-being part of well-being well, you think i'm leaving my kids anything i i don't know i think so well the, everybody's making claim to everything i'm like okay you think i'm gonna die soon i'm yeah, like i think you're old or something yeah whatever i'm what i'm giving them is the ability and the learnings to be self-reliant and to be on their own and to be a person of high character yeah that's I, what i'm giving them you know it was reaffirmed that i'm not leaving my kids anything when jacks ran that golf cart through the um our fence yesterday you mean the one you just tripped out, tripped out, and yeah. put all the mm -hmm. fancy money mm -hmm. into he it? He just ran it through the fence. And why'd he do that? He said he fell out, but he didn't, so he lied, number one. Number two, who the frick knows, really? But I, you, I was freaking did, the freak out. Did you freak the I was going to say, did I you freak the freak out? Chewed his butt. Really? Are you going to 
even though I could, I mean, you tell me this, like when you can see your kid knows he's screwed up, you know, is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he is self-aware and he's sorry, but right. I still freak the freak out on him. Right. So w- what are you, what are you going to do to help him learn from this experience? So he lied about it. That's the first problem. The first problem is he's being reckless. Yeah, he's being reckless. On the ca- golf cart. Right. Then no, he lied about no it. No self-respect. I mean, no respect for Emily or mine things. Right. So he had no respect. Um, mm-hmm. He did it mm-hmm. and he didn't own it. Mm-hmm. So what? what is the resolution? How are you going to teach him a lesson here? Well, him and I have no common ground in that situation. Well, you could you could say, well, I have a problem. My fence is broken and you you need to fix it. He said I yelled at him. Okay. I, I never yelled at my kids ever I, one I time. Can, I'm sure you were perfect at that. No, I yelled at them all the time. <laughs> I still yell at them. As a matter of fact, I just got in an argument with my wife because she thinks I'm full of contention toward my children. See, see, people, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> it's like we come out here, we tell you, we, we tell you what we think you should be doing. But well, at the end of the day, me and Sam don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know yeah, what I'm you doing. You got to know what you got. You got to do what you got to do. And uh, I think we talk about principles and ideas that you know may help you yeah. get unstuck if, occasionally. But in the end, you have to make your own decisions. We can't make them for you. We have to make our own decisions. No, no one can make it for us. Speaking of, there's no such thing. We don't have any true free will, anyways. But I know we've talked about that a little bit. But the extent of free will—that's a really good topic. Does not exist. I disagree. I know, but I mean, I mean, come on now. I mean, come on now. What? Come on now. Like how much? Okay, okay. Let me put it this way. <laughs> how much free choices have you had today? Well, I chose to get out of bed. Well, you didn't really choose. You probably had something you had to get out of bed for. Uh, no, I could have stayed in bed. Okay, so you actually made a self-conscious decision. I made a conscious decision to get out of bed to take did a you shower, have to pee, or something, because no. then you would have to get out. No, I did have to pee, but I still... Okay, there you go. So you didn't really have a choice. Anyways, next. Okay, I could have gone back to bed, but I didn't. Well, no, because I could have stayed you did because you knew the, the consequences of that. I could have stayed home from church, but I didn't. I could have not taken a shower, but I did. Because you knew the consequences. There's no, conse- there's no consequences. There's definitely consequences to everything. But the consequences doesn't mean you don't have free will. Oh, it totally Shit, everybody, does. I mean, it totally does. Because think about it. No, like, it doesn't. Think about it because your brain. <laughs> you're, you're going down this rabbit hole and no, I'm not biting the. No, I'm not taking about, the. Think about it. Like, <laughs> I'm not taking the bait, as man. things come forward, right? It's like you have to, quote unquote, make a choice. You're already predisposed to do one of the choices because of consequences. Okay. Whatever you just said, I really didn't hear because <laughs> this is what was going through my mind. Brian's baiting me. That's no. probably what's going on. No, 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 no. I'm not taking the bait. Number one, number two. If um, it's red if we don't, really good. Really, I'm happy for yes. you. I have a, I have a prune juice and uh, that's Mixed in with the uh, vodka, Mountain Dew Zero. <laughs> oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> that's but let me get back to this. Wow, we are no. old. <laughs> no, so when you're drinking no. prune juice, you're old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me take some. Let me take some prune juice, some extra fiber, and some prune juice. And, uh, but anyway, if you didn't have free will, I mean, why would there be consequences for people that did terrible things? Because you don't even control the consequences. Oh, sure you do. No, you do not. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's freaking physics. I know, but you don't control the reaction. No, you. you no, you can act. You're free to act, but right. you're not. Con- you're not. Um, 
you're free to act for yourself, but you're not free to have the consequences of that action. So what part of instincts come into all that? Because like when you have a decision come up, right? Let's just say very simply a black and blue, black and blue pen get put in front of you to use. And you decide, I don't know which one you choose. I would choose blue. But that's because from the legal perspective, we're always taught to use blue pens, right? So how much choice did I have in that because of my predisposition of what I've been conditioned to do? Uh, you've been conditioned to take a blue pen, right. but so you have the freedom that I have. I don't know. Only you know that. No, it's but because you, it doesn't exist. Bullshit. No, it just doesn't exist. No, no, that's not. You know what? Um, compulsion doesn't exist. This you don't the, compulse. Yeah, but they, you're not compelling me to do anything. How many times do you, do you hear this? God knows what you're going to do in every situation because he knows all. Yeah, because time, he's not a constraint of time. He's been forward and been But he knows what you're going to do, and he knows which pin you're going to pick up. Yeah, I don't care about shit like that. I know, but I'm just saying, because he knows what pin you're going to pick up, means he knows you better than you know yourself, which means he knows there's certain things about you that's forcing you to pick up that blue pen. Nothing is forcing you to do shit. You're doing it of your own free will. I don't believe that either. Of course. You're going to take the opposite view from me today, and you're going to try to get me all riled up and shit, and I'm, I'm just going to be cool as a cucumber. But there's just no way, because there's too many things in life that you are already preconditioned to do. For example, I love, I mean, do I really have a choice about how much I love a Reese's peanut butter cup? Yes, you do. No, it's impossible. You can be, I can uh, put wait, you in I meditation. Can I can tell my taste buds, you're not going to you know like what? I this. Can, I can hypnotize you and I can convince you through a hypnosis that that's poison. That it was, oh, Reese's okay. Pieces is poison. So that even proves I, even I, in my I, position I better. Okay, so let me do this. Let me say this. <laughs> let me say this, people. You guys see what he's doing and I see it sooner than normal. Today I'm on my game because I see his <laughs> rabbit hole earlier. So here's two things that God does not take away and cannot take away. It's outside of his control. But yeah, he knows even, do. But even God can't do certain things. God can't think for you, and God can't take away your free will. He can't do those two things. You have to do them for yourselves. He will not do those two things. It's because it's outside of his capacity and his capability. Yeah, now, he knows everything you're going to do. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he takes away your free will. No, he doesn't. But he knows that you, the individual, is going to do yeah. everything that you do in every situation. Because yeah, he's the creator of all things. So how much choice do you have if he already knows everything you're going to do yeah, in every you, situation? Just as much choice as you did before you even said that. Not really, because now you're just thinking <laughs> that you have a choice. I have a choice to scream the F word and slam my hand into that board. Right but you're now. not going to do it because of the effects. Right, because everything has a... you so well that you're not going to do no, that. That's, everything has a trade-off. <laughs> Everything has a trade-off. Every, of course everything has a trade-off. But you ate a beef stick a right now. You ate a beef stick a few minutes ago. The trade-off is you're going to have some and wicked have beefy breath. The choice I have a choice in it because I was hungry, but I didn't want to have a chocolate chip cookie because then I would feel guilty. Oh, you, so you went keto instead of no, sugar. I went keto. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't have See, a real choice because no, you had a real choice. Conditioned. No, you have a real choice. Because nah. you'd really want the keto. You really want the sugar. And um, I just don't have a choice over what tastes good to me. I don't have a choice over billions of things. Of course, you don't have a choice over billions of things, but there are also equally billions of things that you do have a choice over. There's only one thing you have a choice over. No, that's not true. I completely disagree. I know, but there's really only. What's one the thing. one thing you have a choice over? You have a you have choice over what you do when a thought comes in your head. Of course, and the only choice you have is what to do with 
the thought, according to Sam Harris, which I agree. Well, I, Sam Harris may be right on that one point, but you have the choice to move your body to action. You have the choice to love, to not love. You have the choice to serve, to not serve. You have the choice to work out or not work out. You have the choice to get up or stay in bed. You have the choice to eat or starve. You have the choice to do all sorts of shit that are countless and numerous. And in, it's, it's infinity how much choice you have. It goes out into infinity. Not really. If you can, if you can <laughs> think about the consequences, <laughs> if you don't have a mental illness, then you don't have a choice. Okay, and people. When you have a mental illness, you definitely don't okay, have a people, choice. people. I just, I just, I just learned, I just learned a technique from Brian. Mm. I just learned a technique. It just took me all these years to figure it out. All he has to do is wait until you say something. And then after you say it, him say, yeah, not really. No, absolutely not, not really. Absolutely not. That doesn't make it true. <laughs> I had no choice in saying that. When uh, yeah, uh, right. No, absolutely not. Nah, zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, he's trying to get me to freak the freak out today, and I'm not freaking the freak out. I'm not biting on the bait. Um, but you know, it's fascinating. You know what, though? I really do believe what I am saying. I know you do believe. I know you believe. I think true. I, I would um, I would say in the spirit of leaning to you, leaning more toward you, uh -huh. not uh -huh. that I agree with you completely, uh -huh. but I would say different people have different levels of choice based on their intellectual development, based on their mental mental cap capability, based on trauma, based on based on things. They I, well, I see free you. will You're as a, my argument for me. No, I, I no, I'm not. I'm I'm. I'm being. I actually really appreciate you bringing that all up. No, I'm talking about free will on a spectrum. But on a spectrum, there's there's people like that have nothing but free will, and other people have very limited free will because of the condition of their brains or their bodies, or some kind of trauma. Or but you illness. don't think a thought before you think it. You think about your thoughts. No, you in your frontal cortex. Them. That's what you do. But you think the about your thoughts. Come from. They come from your subconscious mind oh, and your environment. But you, so you're not even in control of your subconscious. You're not in control of anything. And then those things put you into action. You are in control over your thoughts and feelings. Or you know, but you no, can be in control of your thoughts. You're you can be you in control. You can be in control of your thoughts and feelings. Have you ever read a book, a very famous book that's been printed millions and millions of times by James Allen called As a Man Thinketh? That book is all about the basis of as you think, so you become. Like I would hello. Change, I would change I would change the title just a little bit. Oh really? You what would you as change? you do with your thoughts, you shall become. Because I, you know that there's thoughts that you have during the day that you did not invite those thoughts. Oh, totally. Right. Random shit. Yeah. I had dreams so, that I were really weird so, last so night. So you are not as you think. That no, but I, just because you are I'm not the man that comes into your head. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Okay. Uh, I control what goes into my thinking and what, you know, what I would goes highly out of recommend thinking. Sam Harris's waking up at, for meditation I, because these are great ideas that people need to work through themselves oh absolutely awareness is a good thing like when you meditate i meditated this morning like how do you truly get all thoughts out of your brain i use i use affirmation mantras okay so you use mantras so that make you focus on them 
Yeah. Because you are not in control of and your And I will thoughts. give you one guess to the word that I use in mantra meditation. And the first 10 don't count. Sexy. No. Buff. Love. Oh, this is so stupid. Love. Love. I'm about ready to put my headphones down and just <laughs> walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna freak the freak out because I, because I use that, love that, as my uh, mantra word, and, uh, and then I have affirmation. Love is a thought that we want to believe is correct. Okay, that's an interesting definition. I I have affirmation mantras like I am healthy, wealthy, and wise. I am healthy and wealthy and wise. Another affirmation: I make money now. I make money now. I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise. I make money now. I like to picture like a ball of light shooting out like lightning other balls of light at me and everything else oh that's that's a groovy visual i don't know why where I did you that. uh did you not choose to have you no, choose to have that to ball me. of light it just came to me and you didn't choose I had no to, choice you had no choice in the matter. no i was just meditating it was there hmm. it was like like wow. crackling like lightning the hardest thing for me to do the, the hardest kind of meditation for me is to have nothing in my brain nothing going on like try to just clean the slate yeah and you don't control it yeah, you can. You can get in that state. No, you can move them out. No, you thoughts, can get to a place can. where you're just completely blank. Do you like the sound effect there? Yeah, completely that's, that's blank. great, but I'm trying to think if that's even... Yeah, well, that's what true but meditation is. control of blankness. No, you can get blank. You can get blank thoughts. What do you think the freaking monks do in this... You know, know, I don't have any Gregorian monks of Santi Domingo, whatever, singing Gregorian chants. I think, I think the monks would actually agree with me. Really, that you don't have free will? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's interview them. Because they believe that they were destined to become monks. Okay. What do you think freaks the freak out? What do you think makes a monk freak the freak out? If, so, if like their head monk told them that they're not a monk anymore. <laughs> or what about if it's a monastery of silence? If a monk came in there and started chatting up like a, like just started talking all of a sudden. Yeah, that's going to make them freak the freak out. That would, that would, I mean, it makes me freak the freak out thinking that I don't have very much control. <clears throat> so I have a situation in my life where I have someone in my life that brings up contention all the time. <laughs> and my wife is critical of me because I just call it out. And then I call this person a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he's being a dick. I'm sick of him being a dick and he needs to stop being a dick. And that really upsets my wife. <laughs> I'm over here, like for those who don't watch, I'm over here like bent over, just like trying to not die right now. And uh, and uh, and she has asked me to stop calling him a dick when that's the definition of who he is. You go to the Webster's Dictionary and you look up the term dick and it's short for this person. There's a picture of it there. And, and this person invites chaos, invites criticism, bitching, whining, moaning, complaining all the time. And he's a bully. And do you have control over how much it bugs you? Uh, yes, I guess I do because I've just committed to not to everything. no longer call yeah, him a dick. Kind of control. I've, I've committed to my wife. But you're to, still going to think it, but I'm not going to say it anymore. So how much choice did you have over not thinking it? Boom, slap it down. I well, won. Boom, it's over. Yeah, you know what? Thank That's you. like putting it on black and green comes up and you say you won. Like well, on a roulette wheel. Black. How do you really know what black is? Well, black is the absence of color. That's what black is. So explain black to a blind person. Okay. Yeah. Close your mind, close your eyes, and what you see is They're black. Blind. Yeah, they, that's that's all they know is black. Yeah, well, I'm just telling yeah. you. Okay, so how do you teach them green then? You don't. Okay, because cool. they're blind. So I win again. Oh, number two. Oh, oh yeah, he wins, but he doesn't win. 
I just love using the word win because I know it like set you off. That's not a victory. I know if I use the word win, it's going to set (laughs) you off. He said he wins. He he says he wins. So that's going to make me freak the freak out because he is. Okay. Just so so you guys know, Brian is, he's, he's the rapid, he's doing like crazy, crazy work today to try to push the buttons to get me to freak the freak out because I won. Hey, oh yeah, oh yeah, he won. Oh yes, he did. But it's good that you let, we'll let you guys. <laughs> we'll let you guys say if he won or not. Like, what did you even win? What? What? what you win a trophy? Here's a trophy. Oh, you get a trophy. You won. Here's your yep, trophy. See, I won for sure. Yeah, whatever. See, because here's how I know I won. It's because you're a very articulate person, and right now you're not being articulate one bit. <laughs> so you're calling me an idiot <laughs> for the last two minutes. Okay. No. See, that's how you took it. You took it as an idiot. How much control did you over have overthinking when I said, not being articulate for the last two minutes, you saying, well, then you think I'm an idiot. No, it had nothing to do with control or no control. control over it that. was interpretation. Right. It was your interpretation of which your you no control over. No, no. What it was, was me <laughs> processing through all my senses and receiving the information that you just sent me and re- interpreting that information and making it a deduction. Who interpreted it? Your brain or you? No, I did. I did. I, I interpreted it. Yeah. yeah. I you interpreted did. your intention. You interpreted it so fast that you didn't have a chance to think speed about of, the thought before I interpreted it on interpreting the, it. My speed of intention is rapid fire. It's like fast. Speed of light, speed of sound, speed of... It's the speed of thought. Oh, how could we have the speed of thought if we don't have free will? Hmm. How can we even think if we don't have free will? What is thinking even by its, thinking, what does thinking even mean if you don't have free will? Thinking occurs before you even realize it's there. What is thinking? Thinking is nothing but free will. Oh, Judas. The ability no to way. process because information. No, that's, that's impossible. We live, in a, we live in a world of complex factors and forces where we have to think constantly, both consciously and subconsciously. And then out of that information source, we have to pull out a plan of action or a course of action through free will. That's what it is. There's of course no you disagree. Way. There's just no freaking way. Of course there's because no freaking way. Just your, because brain, you, your brain or whatever, your consciousness moves so quickly that you automatically judged what I said to mean you're an idiot, right? That occurred so fast that you didn't even have a chance to have the free will to think wrong or right. You just thought it. I disagree. No, no. I'm going to say no. How could you disagree with that? I'm going to use one of your tactics. No, no, no. Did not want to. You can't tell me what happened because you're not in my brain. I'm going to give you a chance. You can bust on me here. Here we go. I'm going to bust on you. We're going to switch here a little bit because. Oh, we're going to. New topic? Oh, good. Let's get I was meditating. As you were meditating, you have some. Oh, give me some good wisdom here. I was uh, thinking about Deepak Chopra's book, Creating Mm -hmm. Affluence. Oh, I love that book. I've read it many times. The letter R, and I'm going to quote him here because he goes A to Z. It's a very good book. It's a quick read, an hour, hour and a half. Very quick. Highly recommend it. He says R stands for the fact that receiving is as necessary as giving. To graciously receive is an expression of the dignity of giving. Those who are unable to receive are actually incapable of giving. Giving and receiving are different aspects of the flow of energy in the universe. Wow. Yeah. I that, know. That, I, that, I, that, I that has, to, I gave that has to hit some. That has to hit on. It, it's horrible. Because just so you guys know, Brian is a very difficult receiver of gifts. I, but I'm a giver. He's a total giver. But actually, we just learned from Deepak that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a giver because he doesn't receive. Yep, that's what he says. That's those, what he's basically those saying. Those who are unable to receive are actually 
incapable of giving. Why do you think that's going on? This has caused some big time self-reflection. Yeah. What have you learned from this? I don't know. What I've learned is maybe some hard truths. I don't know. I've learned, why do I give? That's my first question I've had to ask myself. Is there alternative motives? Is there things that subconsciously I'm doing to create different circumstances? And maybe that's why I have a hard time receiving is subconsciously I feel like people might be doing that to me. So, so I, I have some prototype ideas for you. A lot of times, stop a lot of giving. No, well, you can stop giving. I'm, you're still going to be my friend, whether you give me shit or not. I don't care. <laughs> so here's some prototypes. I think sometimes um, I'm not going to say this about you because I don't think it's a full indictment on you. I would say sometimes people give and expect to receive. Oh yeah, that's definitely not me. No, definitely not you. I think sometimes people give for control. They want to control somebody else and they want to have one up on them. That's possibly me. And I, yeah, I'd say you, I think that's a possibility. It's a possibility. Sometimes people give out of sure love and joy just to give. I do love that. I do love the joy of that. You love giving without expecting anything in return. And I'd say that's probably in your, in your camp as well. Well, let's read the other paragraph here. Okay. Read it. Giving and receiving do not have to be in the form of material things. To graciously receive a compliment or admiration or respect also implies the ability to be able to give these to others. An absence of respect, courtesy, manners, or admiration creates a state of poverty, irrespective of the amount of money you have in the bank. Wow, that's powerful. That is powerful. You want to know one of the greatest gifts I ever got? Mm. It was when I was 23 years old. Um... And it was a simple letter. I remember um, when I graduated from Georgia Tech, instead of trying to play in the NFL, I went on a mission, an LDS mission, and I became a religious zealot. And and, uh, and I would write periodically to my head football coach, Bill Curry. And I remember one time in a moment of just really, just really sad reflection, uh, I just said, Coach Curry, I said, one of the things that's really hard for me to get over is that in the end, I was just an average football player. And I worked so damn hard and wanted so badly to be a great football player. And I sent him this letter. And a couple weeks later, I got a letter back. And uh, the first line in the letter said, went something like this. Dear Sam, there was nothing... in your life that has ever been average. You are full of greatness and where you've come, what you've accomplished from where you've come is one of the single greatest achievements I have ever seen in my life, period. And he just signed it, love bill. And, uh, I read that letter, and for some reason, I let it in. I let it in. You put down the wall. And I just cried for about an hour, and I just let it in. And I had never, ever let something in, in my life like that, ever. And it changed who I was. 
and uh, it was it was it was a gift. Sorry for the emotions, but well, shit, it's real. So for me, it was very real, and it was a great gift, and it was simple words on paper. Do you believe that? What he said. I do now. I do today. Didn't didn't believe it then. And that day that I read those words on that piece of paper, my thinking shifted, my belief shifted, and my self-esteem improved because of it. Because I had such respect and admonition and fondness of him, and he was a man of such character, he couldn't lie. No, you trust you trusted what he was saying. I trusted what he was saying. It made all the difference. And I think Deepak is getting to this kind of concept that Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be understood. Everybody needs to feel valued and loved. And it makes a difference. And, and, and giving and receiving is so simple, yet we, we struggle with it so much because we just put a material label on it. Well, I think we believe that we're giving power to other people. <laughs> right. We're giving them power over us. Yes. And I've taught my children, and this is terrible, like, be careful what people give you because they're always going to expect something from you. But but 99% of the time, that's true. Right. I mean, how many times, though, have I said exactly what was in that football letter? And I've only known you, what, five, six years? How many times have you never said exactly what's in that? Well, no, no, not word for word. I mean, you've said, told me those same things in yeah, many I'm ways. Like, when you came from what you came from yeah, and, you've, and have accomplished what you've accomplished, is way greater than where I came from and what I have accomplished. But I, but you've said that, but the second part of that really doesn't matter because we all come from where we come from and we all go where we go. Yeah, but if we're but graded on a curve, if we were graded on a curve, you would have the A plus and I'd have like the D minus. That's not true. Oh, it's totally true. You've had you've had your share of everybody has you their can, share of opposition. Listen, you're not accepting. I accept accepting that. compliments. Okay, I got the compliment. No, you have said this about me, our our, our whole friendship, and uh, I appreciate it. And I do take it in. I take it in. It sucks <laughs> to take it in. <laughs> it totally does. Well, you make yourself vulnerable. Yeah, so here's sucks. the problem. I just was really vulnerable. Yes. I did not want to be vulnerable today on yeah. a freaking podcast. Neither would I. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, I started weeping and like, that's bullshit. I, but it requires vulnerability but it, to, yeah, it sucks, to open but yourself good. up to receiving. It's good and bad. Right, because now you know. Now you think I'm like, oh, you're six five, three hundred pound wussy because you just cried. No, I'm like, no, well, I don't no. care. No, everyone. No, here's here's the interesting part. Is like to me when I listen to it, like I'm like, dang, that's awesome. Like he couldn't have put a better line in the letter. It was super, perfect, super powerful. And then I'm jealous. Okay, I know that's weird, right? From your perspective, that's completely foreign and weird. Because I don't have a moment like that. No, you have different moments. Great, but my point is that was the perfect sentence at the perfect time in the perfect place. Yes, it was. And it was a gift that I allowed myself to receive. Correct. Right? And you, I can, I can go, I know enough about your history to know about what your dad and what he taught you about your yeah. skills. Right, but... But, but I'm saying... He had those moments with you. He sure. had moments just like Bill had with me. Your dad had with you. I didn't have a dad that had those kind of moments right. with me, but you did. Right. Right. So um, you have, you can relate and have empathy the way that you can understand what I had with Curry with your dad. Cause you had many Probably. of those kinds of experiences Probably with your father. 5% of what, I mean, to me, knowing your history and stuff like this, like 
I, I mean, I wouldn't even be alive if I had your history. You don't know that. Oh, I do. You raise above you. You're a man of great character and great work ethic, and you don't know whether you'd be alive or not. Oh, I definitely do. None of us get out of this life alive. Right. Well, um, <laughs> our bodies die. Us. Our bodies die. <laughs> I think there's a few in the Bible. But oh, oh, okay. Thank you for that correction. That would be Jesus. <laughs> but he had to die first before he became alive. We all have to die before we live again. And you have the three Nephites. Oh, yeah. And then one of the apostles. Changed in a twinkling. Yeah, Peter. Was it Peter? What, Paul, what was it? No, John Beloved. It was John, John Beloved, Beloved, right? John Beloved. Was, I don't know. He's still Roman. And uh, three Nephites still Roman. Anyway, that's a Mormon thing for all you folks that are not Mormon in our Nephites, audience. Yeah. Three Nephites. They're, uh, they're the apostles that live in the American continent that are got the gift of well, immortality where really they could be anywhere yeah anyway no but i think uh i think this 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 is great i'm so glad you brought that quote from deepak and you actually i actually helped you meet deepak i actually yes, exposed you, you to him yes went to a private meeting with him one yes time. It was pretty cool you know it was way cool it was way cool <laughs> we had like we meditated with three thousand other people at the eccles theater it was sort of cool yeah that I mean, was a really interesting evening that was a fantastic <laughs> evening <laughs> I love the last sentence because it kind of breaks down to me what we're missing in the world right now and why we're so polarized. When he says, absence of respect, courtesy, manners, or admiration creates a state of poverty. Yeah. Yeah. The political term that people say is they call the civility, and we've lost civility in politics, and we've lost civility. We have no manners. No manners, no kindness, no genuineness. No admiration. No, no admiration, no mutual respect. Why do we allow our politics to pretend that there is no common, our politicians, I'm sorry, act like there is no common ground between all of us? There is. So why do we allow them to have that emotional and factual control because we've become apathetic and lazy we think, no longer wish we no longer we, we, we don't care how we're governed anymore well i think we're i think a lot of people are on some type of righteous quote righteous crusade where oh, they yeah. think their way is yeah. the only way because they're right it's the right way so i'm going to villainize everybody who's who believes different than i do the fact because that you believe, i'm right and you're wrong the fact that you believe your way anyway anyway is the only right way means you're wrong well there's always there's a lot of paths to get to the the pinnacle of success you know but if you take okay but what i mean by that is if you take religion out of it let's just take religion out of it if you think there is only one way or one right you're wrong if you take religion out of it right because Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Right. right. So if you take, I'm just talking like the state of the United States. Like right. if you believe there's only one way yeah. after taking religion out of it, you're wrong. Yeah, I believe you. I agree with you. But the problem is too, is sometimes when you bring religion into it, you misinterpret it and then you believe what you're doing is right and you're wrong. Uh, yeah. I think, well, was it you that talked to me about this? Someone else. Um, this idea that... Um, there's a lot of well-meaning religious people who just do the wrong thing and they think they're right. Correct, yeah. <laughs> it really messes people 100%. up. 100%. They really mess people up. 100%. And instead of just meeting them where they're at and just accepting them where they are. Or start with listening. Yeah, start with listening. Listening is a big... I'm reading two books on listening right now. Just leading, leading, listening with good intention and then listening. 
and they talk about frames and how people, and you see this man all the time, how, and, and when you see, when you're getting arguments, you have different frames and someone's talking about one thing and you're talking about another because you have a different agenda and it goes back and forth and back and forth and you freak the freak out and you have a terrible experience because no one's listening. No one's in the right frame. One of the cool reasons our podcast works is that we stay in the same frame. Yes. We're going back and forth, back and forth. And you're not talking about watermelon and I'm talking about steak. Like it's like, we have, mm -hmm. there's congruency in our conversation, right? Yes. And when you talk, when people have different frames and they're talking, you see this all the time, like with women and men, you'll see a man talk about something and then a woman will say, well, 10 years ago, you did this, this, and this. And you're like, oh shit, I'm done. Because mm -hmm. that's a totally different frame. She's just mm -hmm. digging in the past to throw shit on you like a monkey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And, and you're just going to be like, okay, I'm full of shit. And I'm, okay, you're yeah. right and I'm yeah. wrong and whatever. And I'm hungry. And I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anything else you want to add to our podcast called Freak the Freak Out? Don't, don't freak the freak don't out. Don't freak the freak out. Just like have thoughts, control your thoughts, react to your thought, whatever, but realize, in my opinion, you're not in control of everything. Oh, that's true. You are not in control of everything. So don't freak the freak out. Yes. That's relax. a good. That's a good thought to relax. Leave relax. Realize, Brian's right. Sam's wrong on this issue. Oh, <laughs> you make up your own mind. Brian won today. Yeah, don't freak the freak out. A very cheap. And one. did Brian win? From did he win? Dollar. I don't know. He got an all dollar medal. I don't know if he did. Enjoy your week. Weekend. Yes. Don't freak the freak out. Life karma out. Peace out, guys. Peace out. I'm leaving.